Are you ready for some high adventure coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network? The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. A blue light cast a cool glow on everything. A large circular bed covered with silk sheets dominated the center of Jory's room. A small vanity was to the right of the door. On the far side was a six-panel room divider with its own light source behind it. I could see the top of Jory's head in the outline of her body. I was beginning to think you weren't going to make it. What? And miss all this? It's okay, Harry. I know this can be a little awkward, but there isn't any other way. Please undress and sit on the bed. Seriously? Everything. When did you become so shy? Yes, everything. Let's have a peek at those pecs. Jory stepped behind the room divider and tossed her white t-shirt over the top. I couldn't see anything but Jory's almost naked silhouette, and it was more arousing than if she were stripping in front of me. Her shorts joined the shirt at the top of the divider. Her legs were long and shapely. She turned to profile, a perfect athletic silhouette. Jory stepped out from the divider wearing a kimono that was short enough to be considered obscene in some states. Were you peeking? Yeah. You are such a naughty boy. She climbed behind me on the bed and started rubbing my shoulders. Your smell is sweet, innocent, almost pure human, profoundly sexy. Your aura is a healthy orange. You may as well be wearing a sign that says, I am without my grace and protection. Please eat me. It's that obvious, huh? From the minute you walked into the bar, I saw the way those Noctarians were looking at you. I felt what they were thinking. They wanted to kill me? Not a surprise there. If we weren't in Haxons, they would have acted on it. But killing you was just the first step. Step two was... Did you ever see the shower scene in American History X? Ouch. For eternity, darling. You need what I can give you. Now don't be such a baby. She continued to rub my shoulders. Her nipples brushed my back like a summer mist. Her hands reached around, massaging the top of my chest. Will it be you or her that does it? Shh. Kiss me. I turned to taste her full lips. We kissed. Once. Twice. She pulled away. Her arms had reached around and were hugging me close. Her breasts pushing into my back. Another set of arms joined those. From her mouth came two pincers that clasped my neck. A third straw-like appendage drew up from the center of the pincers and punched into the hollow of my throat. I saw a yellowish fluid travel through the straw and into me. As I started to lose consciousness, Jory morphed into a giant spider. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. You're not looking too hot, Yara. (laughs) Well, I mean, you look hot. But in that strung-out, starving, white trash kind of way. You've been eating for hours. 
We've been through every drive-thru in this stupid town. I'm not used to this food. <laughs> Maybe you'd prefer a little priest? There is a church up there we could pull in for a bite. <sighs> the thought of consuming a priest makes me ill. Yet, there is an insatiable hunger inside of me that refuses to be quenched with your false food. Fast food, not false food. Well, anyway, maybe if you'd stop vomiting like a bulimic fashion model every time you ate. This isn't food. It has the consistency of paste and the flavor of sand. It's an alchemist's nightmare. How do you survive on this? Maybe you're a vegan now? <laughs> that would be ironic. <coughs> this food tastes like pig dung. Stop complaining. Here, have some water. Water in a bottle? Is nothing pure anymore? Where is the barley bread? Untainted figs. <coughs> Ooh, even your water tastes like pork juice and vinegar. Your lifelong nemesis is a pillar of salt. You got your hotness back, and you don't require priest au jus. How about you look on the bright side, you little bitch? Careful, Cretan. I am a princess. Of what? You haven't a country or an army. If I'm so destitute, why do you remain? Because I believe you have abilities that I need. Such as? Hang on. Let me park the snake-mobile. <laughs> Gonna need a new name for the van. Why are you parking? I need food. Because it's showtime. <laughs> Do you mind not sniffing out of the window like an overactive puppy? Something out there smells delightful. What? What are you doing with that knife? Why are you cutting yourself? Mm, to make a point. Mm, that was intense. We already know you can't heal. Hey, stop it. How dare you? No! Cut me, you ox. I will devour your soul. <laughs> You'd find my soul an unfulfilling meal. My hand continues to bleed, but yours... My hand stitches itself closed. Yes, you still have some of your mojo, and I need your assistance. I'm starving. Try to focus here, Princess Yara. I think I have a way to acquire more power than you ever dreamed possible. This sounds like a child's story. Part of it is. What do you know about Pandora's box? It is a pythos, not a box. Pythos, box, don't be such a junior classics league poofer. What's in it? Some say the power to rule the world. Others say hope. Hope? <laughs> As in, I hope I get it, because if we get it, we can rule the world. Do you know where Pandora's Pythos is? Mm, I have a pretty good idea. Read this. Where did you find this? While you were having your long goodbye with Lilith, I went house exploring. You broke into Lilith's sanctuary? Ease up with the tood, princess. It's not like she's going to need it. She's living in that cold marble prison you and your friends arranged for her. I don't like your tone, little man. 
And I'm not crazy about the way you smell. That makes us even. This says that Harry Strange is the father of the child who is the map. Who is Harry Strange? Hmm, man I hate more than you hated Lilith. I loved Lilith. She betrayed me and suffered accordingly. I hate him as much as you hate our food, then. I thought Harry Strange was a children's story. A human who is the champion of an archangel? That seems... As unlikely as a giant snake woman? Fair enough. Harry Strange is the lance in my liver, and I want him dead. With the power the Pythos possesses, you will rule the world, and I will have the satisfaction of watching Harry Strange die 100 times a day for eternity. My own Sisyphus. Except in my world, Harry will be ground to flower under the boulder, feeling the exquisite pain of his bones crushing one by one. His veins exploding under the pressure in teeth. Oh, goddess, I'm going to be sick. Here we go again. (coughs) Harry gets a hot witch or nubile cop to be his sidekick, and I end up with the queen of vomitus. Life just isn't fair. Yaru, where are you going? That smell is delightful. Don't you smell it? The barbecue place? No, that smells like burning pig's ass. (laughs) That's a surprisingly accurate description. But the only other building is the... (laughs) Oh, my. You still have a bit of the old, Yara. Hey, you, you can't just barge in there. Hey, this is a private daycare. You can't be in... Why did you kill that woman? Just doing my part to ensure no witness is left behind. (laughs) I don't want to eat the children. But the urge is overwhelming. This is the Morning Star's little joke. Please, Kay, help me. If I do, will you assist me in procuring the pythos? Yes. Please, it's calling to me. Get me out of here. Will you stop complaining? Yes, Yes, whatever it takes, please! I find it fascinating that just 24 hours ago you were dining on Priest Tartar. But now, these little butterballs revolt you! They don't revolt me, you lice infested gas bag. I want to devour them, consume their flesh and bones, and bathe in their viscera. But that's not who I am any longer. I want redemption. No, pish-posh, princess. How about this one? What? What are you doing? Put that child down. Get it away from me. Oh, I bet she would be tasty with a white wine. (laughs) Princess, you're going to help me regardless. Because the pythos can undo this new ghoulish diet of yours. But... Just to be sure you understand how much you need me. Catch the baby! No! Oh, God! You're a monster! <laughs> Maybe! But I am not the one eating the children. <laughs>
Eat up, fair lady, for the children are many and the day is young. I was stretched out and face down, suspended a few feet above the bed by strands of silk. Jory was tattooing my skin using a combination of four tattoo guns and the tiny claws at the end of her spider legs. I closed my eyes again. The next time I woke, I was lying in the bed, my head propped up by some decadently soft pillows. Jory was scurrying around on a web above. I'm not sure which one of her eight eyes spotted me first. I was a little unnerved as she lowered herself by a strand of web shooting from her back. She stopped a few inches from my face. One of her legs came up and touched my cheek. Her pincers were opening and closing in a relaxed cadence. Did she want to kiss? I closed my eyes again. The next time I opened them, Jory was on the floor. The top half of her body human, the bottom half spider. I blinked and she was 100% human again. Jory. Welcome back, Harry. How are you feeling? Like a six-foot-long spider tattooed my body with acid. Jory climbed into bed with me. Her nakedness rubbed up against mine. Aw, it was only a little acid and spider venom. It was mostly the finest ink from Asia, imbued with certain extracts and spices, and a minuscule amount of my spider blood. The cloaking will keep you safe. The healing will fix you when you do stupid things. Because, as your past behavior proves, you will do stupid things. How long will these gifts last? The cloaking is forever. The healing? Few days. Maybe longer, depending on how much you use it. The effects of the venom? Difficult to predict, given the circumstances. Circumstances? You did well. A performance worthy of the highest honors. I expect hundreds from this batch. When you collect, what form are you in? <laughs> Is there an answer to that question that won't make you crazy? Where are you going, Harry? I'm in this form for the night. You drive a hard bargain, Jory. But if the healing power lasts only a few days, I have to get moving. She pouted and lowered the covers. Are you sure I cannot persuade you? When I continued to dress, she pouted again and sat up. When did you grow your willpower muscle? Oh, your little friend was in here the other day. Little friend? Yeah, Finny. He was talking crazy. Finny? I've been searching for that little lawn gnome for weeks. Did he say where he was going? She leaned against me, wrapping her arms around my waist. He was having performance issues. He thought his magic was gone. Turns out it was just blocked. Did you unblock him? I'm good. I'm no miracle worker. I sent him to see the monk Kawataro, probably the only being who can unblock Finny's magic. I tightened my tie. How would the monk do that? The monk is a powerful deity. Your friend seeks back his enchantment. In order to do this, he would have to venture across the world to the sea of Yahanithle. Your friend would have to prove himself to monk Kawataro. If he survives, the monk will remove the block and Finny's enchantment will return. I always thought Mung Kawataro was a myth, like the Deep Ones. Harry, how long have you been at this game? There aren't any myths, just confusion and the facts. It's all real. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that'll keep you up at night. <laughs> no, darling, I am the thing that keeps you up at night. I left Joy standing, topless and sexy, in her room. It was challenging but I had some crow to eat and I wanted to be at maximum power when I did it. Harry, where the hell have you been? 
I've been trying to reach you since yesterday. Must have had my phone turned off. I need you back here right now. Okay, and I need you to be ready to go when I get there. Go? Where? I'll tell you on the way. Gonna need you to grab the Sword of Diamonds and... Do you still carry your gun? Yes. Where are we going? I'll be there in ten minutes. Did you find out the other information? Unlike some of us, I do what I say I am going to do. Great. Be ready to go. Harry, oh, you didn't let me tell you. Amanda wasn't waiting outside for me. I asked her to do one thing. Honey, I'm home. Well, it's about time. What have you learned about my honey poo? How come he didn't just stagger in the door half naked? I don't have time for this, Delena. Where's Amanda? Why are you here? The cop is upstairs. Ex-cop. I'm here because I don't think you are doing an efficient job finding my little Finny. Well, that's where you'd be wrong. I found out that... Wait a minute. Who staggered in here half-naked? What did you discover about Finny? Don't you run away from me! What happened? She got here a couple of hours ago. Just staggered through the front door. What's up with all the ink? You look like a tribal biker. Let me see her back. She isn't dressed. She was wearing that nasty jacket when she arrived. Flip her over, now. I won't look. Tell me what you see. What's going on? Delena, not another word out of you. Don't you talk to me. Delena! Harry, she has wings. She did have wings. Tattooed wings that were drawn better and more exquisitely detailed than any human hand could manage. I looked closer while running my hands up and down either side of her spine. You might want to ask her before you do that. Give me your hand. I'm not comfortable touching... Wait, what the hell? It's like there are nubs here. I don't see anything, but... Huh. I can feel them. Tell me that is not who I think it is. Flip her over. We're looking for a mark or a tattoo that looks like a foreign language. Or like a barcode with... Uh... The number seven, underline. This is a serious violation of... Wait, is this it? Right here, by our collarbone. Oh, my God. What? What is going on? It's my angel. That's Gabriella without her grace. Maybe we ought to cover her? Yeah, yes, of course. How did you not recognize her? That's not her normal appearance. I'm guessing this is her human form. What is that mark? Some kind of angel sign? It's the mark of Cain. Cain, like from the Bible. In addition to stripping her of her grace, whoever did this put a protection mark on her. Anyone who tries to intentionally injure Gabriella will die painfully. An instant trip to the eternal death. Who or what is more powerful than an archangel? The cherubs. If the cherubs did this to one of their own, she must have betrayed them. No. If she had betrayed them, they wouldn't have given her the mark. She wouldn't have gotten any protection at all. What does it mean, Harry? I don't know. But it's all the more pressing that we take a little trip. Amanda, gather the stuff I asked you to and meet me at the car. Delana, I'm leaving you here with her. You provide her anything she needs or wants. Anything. Check the closet in the spare room. There may be some clothes that fit her. If you think I am babysitting the husk of an archangel, then you are dumber than everyone says you are. She would smite me with just a word. Yep, but she can't, can she? And more importantly, you can't smite her. So, if you want to know where Finny is, do as I say. Don't you leave! You just wait, Harry Strange. When I get my hands on the pythos, you, your friend, and the angel will all pay dearly. Harry, is that you? 
You're as weak as a baby, aren't you, Gabriella? If it weren't for that mark, I'd kill you in your sleep. But I'll wait. Know this, though. Your time is coming. You and all the angels. Anything? Nothing yet. Are you sure this is the right place? You tell me. You're the one with the map. This forest was different during the day. Now it looks like something out of the evil dead. I can never find her when I need her. Sounds like someone I know. Will this sword stop her if she's as pissed at you as you think she is? That sword is for you to fall on before she converts you to one of her succubi. What? Where the hell is she? Over there. I see it. Maybe she finally got tired of your shit and went back to wherever it is she is from. Mm, nah. If nothing else, she would find a way to either make me regret my choice or rub my face in a bad decision. She has a way. Were you guys a thing? Why would you think that? Just something about the way you sound when you talk about her. Your pacing, volume, and tenor are different. Lilith is an ancient dark evil who collects souls for her boss, the Morning Star. One of her succubi seduced me, and now we may be facing an apocalyptic event. The world would be a better place without Lilith. Then why are we spending all this time traipsing about these creepy woods in the middle of the night searching for her? Because I was harsh with her the last time I saw her and want to apologize. Mm-hmm. And I'm the good fairy. You're half right. Don't be crass. Let me tell you what is going on. You're in deep. You haven't a clue what to do about this baby or the pythos, do you? Your angel has been de-winged, and now, in an ironic twist, you want Lilith's assistance. That about right? Look at the size of that footprint. Way to change the subject. Damn! That's yeti-sized. Here's another one. They're leading that way. Be careful. A couple of sets joined together here. Shh! Listen. <laughs> What the hell is that? (laughs) Nothing I can identify. Let's move closer. There are two of them over by that marble statue. They're... crying? That statue looks like Lilith. I'm sure the little narcissist has statues of herself everywhere. Mm, Doesn't this one seem a little odd? What? Shh! One of them is leaving. Why would Lilith have a statue of herself kneeling? Huh. That is kind of submissive for her. Who is the giant guy crying in front of it? I don't know. One of her acolytes or choir boys or foot strokers. Come on, let's head up toward the temple. Eyes alert. (laughs) Now what? We are out of cover and we need to be on that path. Maybe if we move fast, we can sneak by. Who dares cross the path to the Sanctuary Supreme? That came from behind us. Yep. Turn around slowly. What do you think you're doing? Stealthily drawing my gun? Oh, my. Damn! You're gonna need a bigger gun. Yeah. What do you figure? He's about 12 feet? Easily. Seven, eight hundred pounds? A grand. Grand and a half if he's an ounce. I asked a question, mortal. Answer me! My name is Harry Strange, and this is my... Not you! You may not speak to us directly. The female must answer. Okay. I am Amanda Summers, Night Falls Police. This is my assistant... Harry Strange, who are you? I am the agent of the Nephilim. We are here to avenge the death of our queen. Who is your queen? Speak not to me again, Harry Strange, or I will grind your bones to flour. Uh, You might want to let me handle that. He's all yours. 
We are sorry for your loss, mighty Nephilim. May we ask,、uh, with respect and condolences, who was your queen? Our queen was beauty unbearable and love stronger than the sun. Shakespeare wrote sonnets to her. She kept us safe from men when they would have sacrificed us to their insignificant and jealous gods. She was like us, an outcast among humans and unnaturals. But she rose above them and became one of the most powerful beings in creation, until treachery and betrayal took her from us. Ask him her name. I've interviewed witnesses. I've got this, mighty Nephilim. What was your queen's name? I cannot. I cannot speak it aloud. Come with me. Stay close. If he leads us too deep into the woods, we book it back to the car. That is my queen. That is a statue. My queen is encased within. Angel trickery converted her to marble. That's Lilith. You mean Lilith is dead? You may not speak her name, champion of the angels. The force of the Nephilim's slap sent me tumbling back some twenty-five feet into a thicket of trees. If it weren't for Jory's protection, I probably would have broken several critical bits. The Nephilim was on me before I could react. He had his hand around my waist and picked me up like a kid grabbing an action figure. It was those whom you served who killed my queen. He came at me again. I wondered how much longer Joy's protection spell would last. Amanda stepped between the Nephilim and me. Mighty Nephilim, Harry and Lilith were friends. He helped her many times. His kind betrayed Lilith. The Nephilim will kill them all. He shook me like a rag doll, and I felt something pop. I imagined a power meter dropping to zero. No,、uh, Harry came here seeking Lilith. He needed her help. Please stop hitting him. He isn't under the angels' protection any longer. They betrayed him as well. Please put him down. The Nephilim stopped shaking me and stared at me. His eyes were blue and sat deep into a head the size of a pig. Bony protrusions where his eyebrows would have been raised up and down, as if they could judge my honesty. He lifted me higher and pulled my head in close to his mouth. The stench of cabbage and raw meat made me want to vomit. <laughs> he smelled me, then he dropped me to the ground. Harry, are you okay? Don't touch my arm. What is wrong with your arm? Nothing. I'm magnificent. You pulled his shoulder out of its socket. I did it. I'll fix it. No, wait. Don't. No. Is that better? Perfect. Which angel betrayed you? Four were here: an angel, a demon, and two humans. One of the human was a man, and the other a woman. The woman was an ancient enemy of our queen, and the one who betrayed her. If you didn't see it happen, how do you know these details? Our queen's last thoughts are palatable things to us. We feel what she felt. We see what she saw. The last one to leave was the angel, the baby. But the one who betrayed her was human, and you will bring her to us, Harry Strange. What? No. Are you not a personal policeman, a finder of lost things? Well, sort of. Yes. We wish to hire you to find the woman who betrayed our queen and locked her into that prison of marble. I felt a sense of loss. Lilith was gone, sent to the eternal death. I knew who the angel baby was—the cherub. That made sense. But why now? Somehow, Gabriella losing her grace and Lilith losing her life were tied together. But why? 
And who were the others at Lilith's execution? Harry, uh, the thoughtful giant who put your shoulder back together is talking to you. This statue, Amanda, it's Lilith in every way. Except for the kneeling part. Every detail is exact. Her almond-shaped eyes, the curve of her lips, even the creases in her clothing. This would have taken months to make. Yes, Harry, I get it. Lilith was beautiful, and now she is trapped in expensive white Italian marble. But the nice giant is waiting. How would they have gotten her in there? The stone of Sodom. Any who even glimpse it are turned to marble. It is a piece of the stone that came from Lot's wife after she looked back at Sodom and was turned to salt. It is one of the most powerful weapons in the angel's arsenal. We will pay you handsomely for the return of the woman who did this. But if you fail or betray us, the wrath we shall rain down on this planet will be apocalyptic. I understand how you feel, and I'm sure your payment would be generous. But I have this other apocalyptic thing. You're aware of your child in the pythos, which is why we will allow you two weeks to find the murderer, the woman. Are you kidding? If you fail to deliver her, we will bring our justice to the world. That's simply not enough time. Harry, we should go. We will contact you, mighty Nephilim. Harry Strange, Episode 314, What Lovecraft Said, Part 1, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. Sound design by Molly Silverman. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Kellen Stennett, Crystal Lowe, Joe Roche, Stephanie Wilkinson, Leanna Adams, Laura Corliss, Jackie Costello, and Michael Donlin. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit Incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects licensed by SoundSnap.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, this is Joanne Pruden. Good night. Buongiorno, I am Flaudio, and I am very interested in what makes audio drama work. I want to share with you my recipe for a perfect evening, an evening for two lovers, lovers of audio drama. When I plan an audio drama, I want to make sure that everything is perfect for us. The soundscape is the most important thing to set the mood for the night. When I lay in a special ambiance or sound effect, it is very important because it can express what I feel so perfectly. A sound effect can speak for the story when words just cannot capture the love I feel. Love I feel for you.
When it is dark, I turn on the sound effects. I turn up the soundscape. And the voices can then dance in a perfect state of bliss, where there is no world except the one we make with our love. No time except what is needed for our story to play out. A story that we will make come true. This audio drama public service announcement was brought to you by the Amigos.